Hi, this is Jeff Colbert, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Well, Happy New Year. We bring in a new calendar year with the most comprehensive lineup of what's happening at Disney in 2023. And we're not just sharing what new attractions are on their way, but rather what are the key events that will kick off those new offerings. Big press events and milestones are key to when things may be coming your way. And we'll take a look at all of that. Critical to this is just when all of this is happening. So we'll project when you may want to plan your next Disney vacation, whether it's Walt Disney World, Disneyland, or even beyond. Altogether, we'll look at not only uh, more than a dozen new offerings happening uh, in 2023, but what may as well be announced for the future during 2023. So join us as we canvas new Disney attractions, offerings, and announcements worldwide for 2023. And you may want to go ahead and subscribe and visit Disney at Play. We're going to have this listed as well and lots of uh, graphics, visuals, and links and so forth to kind of um, give you an idea of what is happening. Now, when I talk about these events, in truth, Disney likes to kind of lump things around key press events because that gives them an opportunity to really pedal out what they're doing and, and what, they're, um, what they're trying to do um, in their parks. And, and so they usually tend to be around um, uh, uh, key um, press event dates and so forth. The first one is coming off right off the bat out at Disneyland California, and it's coming right off the bat because right behind it, Super Nintendo World is intended to launch on February 17th of this year. Let's be honest, this had, um, this really rocked the world when it premiered in Tokyo or in Japan. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, making a big dent when it premieres out in California. So the only thing Disney can do, given the current offerings it's providing, is to get in front of that event. And that event is planned for January 27th of uh, 2023. Um, in truth... They're calling this the official launch, the official kickoff of the 100th anniversary. We'll talk about that. Uh, uh, well, we'll talk about the actual date, which is around October 16th, is when the actual date occurs. They're calling this the kickoff date. What's interesting is that the major thing that's going to happen is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway premieres in Toontown. And yet, Toontown's not ready for... For all the remodeling that's coming to Toontown, that's not coming till March. And yet they wanted to have a big event prior to Super Nintendo World. So all this is kind of playing out. Now, the 100th anniversary event begins with platinum and fused decor throughout the park. Sleeping Beauty Castle is being beautifully decorated, but not um, redone, kind of, so to speak, like it has been for... Cinderella Castle, 
out here during the 50th anniversary. There's a lot of bunting, that type of thing. There's a, a special star that's going to change in different colors. I think it's red, blue, and green, like the three fairies from Sleeping Beauty. And they're adding uh, some fountains in the moat area right in front of the castle. But by and large, it's still going to look a lot like Sleeping Beauty Castle um, does currently. It's just being um, spiffed up a bit for the 100th anniversary. Alongside of this is, of course, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It's premiering in a, in a theater-type facade that you enter into with a lot of... The big changes in this is, is not the ride itself, although I wouldn't be surprised if they changed out one of the rooms and made it different from what you experience at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's a big attraction space. Um, they've had to redo the facade and so forth, the entryway, kind of give more mountains in the background to hide the, the immensity of that building. They took out a lot to put in that attraction there. But the cool thing is, is it's going to drive a lot more people back into that corner of the property. And that's really important. So if you think about, if you think about the center of the wheel being the hub of Disneyland, and then you go out and there's the wheel portion um, that kind of takes you through from Fantasyland to Frontierland to Adventureland. What they're doing is they're creating even a, a bigger outer wheel that extends from New Orleans to Critter Country out to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I believe there'll be a new entry coming into Toontown that, that's not ever been, been discussed. But if they can do that, then they can bring guests back in through um, Small World through there and that would allow a lot better flow of traffic in that corner of the the park it would also make a fourth entry into uh galaxy's edge but i think that would and i think it would occur where chip and dale's uh acorn nut hunt thing it was a ball a plastic ball kind of thing back in its day but it, it had long been closed because plastic balls were uh, jump, you know, ball playgrounds or whatever. We're we're determined to uh, germ, germy, I suppose. Um, any rate, uh, the bigger uh, difference on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is the 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 queue inside of this experience is going to be kind of an interactive queue uh, celebrating all things Mickey Mouse and uh, maybe Minnie Mouse as well over the years, so that there's going to be these interactive elements that kind of highlight some of the key films he's done over the years. Uh, and then, and then of course, the, the attraction itself. And uh, I'm assuming it's going to empty into the gift shop that was gag, what was it, the gag gifts or whatever outside of... I would, I would think it would, it would come out of that. Um, any rate, that's a big part of that and then some big um, entertainment the magic happens parade came just before covid did um and closed it barely ran more than a handful of days and now it's coming back out so they'll have a big daytime parade that basically is brand new they're adding to this the wondrous journeys at disneyland which is a new nighttime show that they are planning it's a celebration of 60th 60 of disney's animated films over the years there's projection on the castle make it look like the the um 
the uh, uh, Casa in Encanto, things of that nature. Added to that is a world of color, um, world of color one at Disney California Adventure. And I haven't yet really figured out one, what one means in all this. It does sound like they are driving more of a story concept through that show and trying to tell a tale by weaving in um, again, Encanto, Moana, Coco, um, Lion King, um, a lot of familiar shows. But f- frankly, I think it's good that World of Colors got a new show. I felt like the the Christmas show and the original show, which has begins and ends beautifully, I think both were just a little long. They need to make that a 20, 25-minute show, not a 30-minute show. I think that would help that. Um Beyond that, they may make some uh, minor announcements. I wouldn't be surprised if they made announcements on when they're going to put for sale the villas at the Disneyland Hotel that they're planning. That may come. But the the other big thing that's going to occur, again, Toontown, the rest of Toontown is not going to be ready. So that doesn't happen until March 8th of 2023, which is after, again, that the whole Mario presence coming to Universal Hollywood um, kind of catch people on the backside. They've done a couple of things there. They've they've created new interactive play areas. I think this is a much more family-friendly, child-friendly area than before. A lot of elements, the problem is a lot of elements didn't work prior, and they. I hopefully they've addressed that. There's, there's a new fountain, although I thought the two fountains they had, they had one fountain for... Roger and one fountain for Mickey. There's kind of a newer fountain out there. Um, okay. Um, Donald's Duck Pond has some water play elements as well. Goofy's How to Play Garden is a interactive, kind of sounds like it has a lot to do with audio um, cues and so forth. Uh, Gadget's Go-Go Coaster is actually being reframed as Chippendale's Gadget Coaster. So where Gadget falls in this, I don't know. Moving forward, that's a little bit of a, a, a head scratcher there. We're going to find out soon. And then they took a portion and created what's called Centennial Park with some fountains again in it, but also something called the Dreaming Tree. I, when Walt was in Marceline visiting in his later years, he talked about a tree. I, I think he talked about a tree that he used to kind of um, lean underneath and and dream the day by and so forth. Well, that dreaming tree is providing kind of a a picnic space, although people don't picnic, but but they show a picture of a picnic in the space, and so we'll see what what's going to go on. I think uh, so. The, a lot of these attractions are going to be a little bit more user friendly to get in and out for guests with mobility issues. They're highlighting that aspect of it. Um, I think anything they do to Toontown is a great thing to do. The architecture of Toontown is great. I love Roger Rabbit's, which was slightly modified, maybe a little more politically correct, but honestly, there were some things that were kind of in in Roger Rabbit's um, attraction. But I think all in all, anything to make it greener, to make it more dynamic, to make it more user-friendly, uh, to make it more passable. I think all those things are good things to happen to Mickey's Toontown. And 
Um, I'm excited to see what comes of that effort. That again is going to be March 8th, 2023. So the very first part of the year is going to be very much a focus on all things Disneyland as they keep trying to take away attention from uh, Mario Brothers and that whole um, Super Nintendo world that's coming in. Now, Tron Light Cycle Run was announced as opening in spring of 2023. Well, I think those events at Disneyland are going to suggest that even though spring may happen in March, it probably isn't going to happen until after March 31st. First of all, we're coming to the end of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. I think that alone it means that nothing's going to happen before March 31st. Could it happen at that time, maybe into April 1st? Absolutely, that is a possibility um, that it could happen around that date. Uh, makes sense. And could uh, there be a lot of uh, practice runs with cast members and annual pass holders in March on Tron Light Cycle? Very likely that, that you'll see some of that happening during that time period. So all of that is very possible. But again, this is going to be a press event and they're going to combine other things with it. And so let's project on what that might look like. All they've promised us at that time really is Tron Light Cycle. Um, uh, adjacent to this attraction is the Tomorrowland Light and Power Company. Now, this has been a retail outlet that's been pretty sad looking over the last number of years. This is an opportunity to remodel it, to make it a place to really um, grab some fun uh, Tron merchandise. And, and some of the Tron merchandise can be very cool. And I think add it to the Space Mountain merchandise, that's all really good. But but there is also a back half to that Light and Power Company. And I went looking for it. I thought I saw that they were going to make that into a special space back there. It used to be an arcade. And frankly, for me, I think that would be a smart thing to do. Because remember, Tron is based on an arcade game. So I think having a bunch of Tron arcade games back there would be kind of a clever thing to do. And it, you may still see some element of that, at least in the store portion. But notwithstanding, I think they're going to utilize some of that space that is in the back half. It's kind of an L-shaped space. It looks like it's just one long hall, but it actually curves around and there's space in the back. So we'll see something probably happen with that space. Uh, we know that Happily Ever After was going to re-premiere, come in after the 50th anniversary. That probably adds credence to why I think it may happen around April 1st, because I think they're going to want, again put all the things they can together, bundle everything together for a press event. Um, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Restaurant over in Toy Story Land was also promised for the spring. I can't help but think they're going to, again, bring that into that element uh, during that time. Um, could there be some other things happening? Uh, such as, for instance, uh, the return of Enchanted Tales with Belle, which is one of the attractions that's so very new and has yet to return. Could that be coming back uh, at that time or at least by that time? I think that's possible. I think they're going to have an issue that I think, I first of all, I think people are psyched and excited for Tron Light Cycle. 
see the train for what has been so many years gone. We know Tiana or the Splash Mountain is going down to be made into Tiana's uh, Bayou Adventure. That means they need all of the, uh, with additional crowds for Tron, they need all of the space available. Every attraction that can be working needs to be working during that time from here on out especially when you've lost a major attraction like Splash. So Big Thunder is going to go in, go down for a week or two right at the beginning of January after it comes back up to keep it going for as long as it can. Splash Mountain will then finally permanently go down at the end of January. But could you have other things, you know, really attracting people's attention? Again, Return of Enchanted Tales with Belle. How about this one? They promised a hatbox ghost at the Haunted Mansion. That could really drive attendance over to that side of the park. And I don't think it would be that hard. I don't see any closures for the Haunted Mansion coming up. It would not be difficult to add that um, at night, you know, kind of work on it at night, have crews work on it in its installation. So, uh, I think that is something we could be possibly looking at as early as this press event in uh, spring of 2023. And that press event could occur as early as April 1st. Now, once that occurs, there's kind of a big gap for all the way through summer. And that's not surprising because Disney, again, likes to bundle new things with press events and press events are usually held at uh, in the fall and in the spring. And so let's talk about a couple of events coming to Walt Disney World um, in the fall. The first of these is D23 at Walt Disney World. D23 is an event that happens, the big expo happens every other year. It was held last year in 22. We talked about it in the previous podcast. We talked about all of 22 in the previous podcast. So if you haven't heard that, you want to listen to that podcast when you're done with this one. But uh, D, because there, um, there were some important lessons from 2022. Uh, do I think a new something will come out during that time? No. But I do think there are some possible announcements, not only for Walt Disney World, but for Disneyland and for a lot of other spaces um, that could be shared during that time. There have already been balloons set up for Moana and, and potentially Zootopia at Disney's Animal Kingdom that I think they're going to use that event. That is going to be the, the, the major announcement during that time, giving people understanding of what is going to happen in that space. Um, they may not give you much of a timeline. I do not see it coming out before 26, but it could come out in piecemeal um, portions. They could be, for instance, taking that spinner ride and redoing it and do, redoing the front of it um, very early on. They, they, could, they could be starting on that as early as later um, this fall or earlier or maybe right after Christmas of 23, definitely no later than Christmas of 23. I think construction will begin on that portion of the park. I think that um, there's been a lot of excitement around the whole Mandalorian and Grogu and others that have been appearing out at Disneyland. Purists have said, oh, because of Star Wars, 
and Cruiser. You can't have them in Star Wars Land, but you could have them in Star Wars Launch Bay at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That is a low-hanging opportunity. There's something needed right there, especially because The Little Mermaid has been down. Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which could be announced as being reborn or having it replaced. I could see a little show based on Encanto that could go into that um, Little Mermaid space. So that's a possibility. Um, I think that, uh, we well, we know that a new DVC wing is coming to Disney's Polynesian Resort. Um, images and other ex, um, shared information suggest a new restaurant for that. I could see, because it kind of looks like it could go out onto a terrace and overlook the pool area, I could see something similar to Ama Ama over at um, Alani and having that. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if you just took the name Ama Ama and made it, you know, Ama Ama East or whatever, or West or however you want to com compare the two um, directions. But um, I could see something Ama Ama style coming in for that new restaurant. And I think people will be excited to hear the details around that uh, tower and what it's going to look like and so forth. Clearly, they're going to talk about progress on Tiana's Bayou Adventure. But I think a couple of things are going to occur at Walt Disney World. And one is um, there is a Briar Patch gift shop that's right up in the front. And then Splashdown Photos was kind of an area you kind of walked by as you exited. They need to use both of those spaces. One definitely for retail, absolutely. Do they need two for retail? No. Do they need a photo place? No. Could they use something food related? Absolutely. And so could there be, could either of those places be refitted to one being a boutique kind of shop, the other being made into a small cafe or a lounge kind of thing? Uh, I could see that being tied to the whole Bayou adventure with Tiana. I see that having huge possibilities. And I could see something like that being announced as part of, and then show another picture from the ride and people will be going crazy and being really excited. Could there be other announcements for Walt Disney World? There definitely needs some kind of stitch replacement. We talked about Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Could there be something in Kanto? Um, what about Epcot? I'll talk about that in a few minutes. We talked about Moana. I think those are the things that I'd be looking for at D23 for Walt Disney World. Now, will they talk about Disneyland? Absolutely. Here's some things I think they could possibly announce for Disneyland. One of them being uh, Paint the Night. Where is that? When is that returning? And where is that returning? I tell you what, you'd make... Walt Disney World so happy if you brought Paint the Night. Not sure that that would fit. It's a it's it's got some big floats in it, but then again we've got a dragon, so maybe we can handle it. I think a Paint the Night experience in, or you know, if you took it to the studios and you did, I mean, there's so many ways you could do something really big with Paint the Night, either here at Walt Disney World or at least back at Disneyland. Um. Part of Tiana's Bayou Adventure at Disneyland, by the way, we haven't seen a closing 
announcement on Splash Mountain at Disneyland. But part of and that may be that they're kind of waiting for the whole Toontown thing to come so that they can kind of redirect traffic in that in that direction. Um, that may be the case um, for Splash Mountain. But there's a whole land there. It's not just a ride. There's a whole land there called Critter Country. The critters are going to be changed out. I don't think we're going to see the Hungry Bear continue, but I do think Tiana is going to have kind of a backwoods bayou kind of thing. I think an Imagineer told me that it would be rethemed to a Tiana-style offering. And that, and that with the shops back there, of course, we still got to figure out Winnie the Pooh. That doesn't make any sense, but it never did make sense in that corner. Um, any rate, all of that needs to be announced as to what the plans are. Then there's another Tiana offering that is a head-scratcher at best. You remember in the film that the end experience is that Tiana takes a warehouse district and redoes it as Tiana's palace. When we were at D23, there was a newsletter kind of posted there, and that newsletter suggested that Tiana's Palace opens from deserted to deserts. Let me just read this for a minute. Abandoned over 20 years ago, the old sugar mill has been transformed into Tiana's Palace, a fabulous dining experience with a pinch of pizzazz and Cajun flair. The dream of opening a restaurant originated with Tiana's father, James, and has now become a reality through perseverance, love, and a whole lot of hard work. Tiana's Palace features New Orleans family favorites, including James's homemade gumbo, and Tiana's fresh, delicious bayonets. They truly are the bee's knees. The sugar mill facilities are beautifully renovated and um, uh, something details show, uh, showcasing Tiana's and um, uh, love for uh, New Orleans and the bayou. If you're yearning for even more atmosphere, Tiana's Palace comes alive every night with the sounds of the Fire Five Five plus Lou. That's, um, you won't want to miss them. So whether you're a homegrown local or a guest passing through the Crescent City, come savor colorful cuisine, cruising, um, cuisine, sorry full of character at Tiana's Palace. So, um, and then adjacent is Firefly Five Plus Lou live on stage. Join the Firehouse Five Plus Lou as they perform their greatest hits live on stage at Tiana's Palace. The upbeat um, uh, tunes are the perfect complement to your savory dining experience. Uh, Lewis um, is a friendly jazz um, uh, loving alligator with a passion for playing the trumpet. Louis, Lewis is thrilled to be living his dream and enjoying sharing his music with family and friends. So somebody had su suggested maybe this was going into the French market. I don't think that's the case. This whole thing is something much bigger. Now, there is a way that you could create space 
between the haunted mansion and uh, there's a couple of things you could do. There's there there's not a lot of space at Disneyland, but there is space between Haunted Mansion and New Orleans Square, where the railroad is. You could do what you kind of do it at Walt Disney World. You go underneath the railroad tracks and redo it and come up on the other side. The problem is, is behind the berm are um, big boiler. Uh, they're 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 the units intended to provide. Um, power and air conditioning and so forth. So you have to kind of move all that. It's a very expensive thing. I don't think it's it's a place to have that happen. Could you put it into the Critter Country area? Well, it's not part of you know the the uh, the bayou, so to speak, which is what what the Critter Country area has to become. Here's what I think could happen with this. I see this as something that could go into downtown Disney. They're doing a whole bunch of rehab. I noticed when Josh uh, talked about Downtown Disney and he mentioned a couple of things coming in, but he said, we got some other really big things coming in. Tiana's Palace could go in there. They've got space to do something really cool with a f big formal Tiana's Palace. And that would make sense. If you, the Firehouse, um, uh, the Firefly 5 is uh, a nod to the Firehouse Five, which used to be a band that was um, part of the Firehouse at, at um, on Main Street at Disneyland, this town, the 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 attention put in this newsletter around that fire says to me that we've got a lot of entertainment going on, an ongoing basis in that place. Now, mind you, there's already a New Orleans style restaurant in downtown disney could this replace that or maybe be a com you know a combination thing done with them with that group i i don't know it also suggests to me you could put this over at disney springs as well there was a tiana's place intended for what was going to be the dvc unit going into fort wilderness reflections they were going to do some kind of nice little restaurant of course reflections has kind of quietly gone away um so henceforth i think the restaurant could be considered as going away too anyway there's something to be announced there i think that that announcement could come during the d23 experience also a couple other little odd things that i should mention disney cruise line there's more that could be announced during that that event around Disney Treasure, around Lighthouse Point, which is their new little stopover in the Bahamas. And then this mega ship thing that they purchased. If they keep it, then, you know, they could be talking about what that looks like. Um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is the one film coming out this year from Disney that I think we need to pay attention to because if for chance, and it didn't happen the last time around, but if for chance it came out big, it could mean so many things at Disneyland there, and Walt Disney World and elsewhere. You don't have to just have Indiana Jones show up in one place, although an entire Indiana Jones section to the park at, um, at um, Disney's Hollywood Studios would be welcomed by many. Um, so there's all sorts of possibilities there. We want to keep an eye on that. 
not sure that any announcement will come, but that is a big thing coming in. And so we all got to check out that film. And then finally, I'll just say, what about the metaverse? The metaverse has was something I promoted very heavily at the beginning of last year. It was a big thing. Facebook changed its name to Meta, and then it just crashed around that whole idea of Meta. And yet, and of course, Bob Chapek was big on the metaverse, but then Bob Chapek went away. They still were promoting a lot of things around the metaverse at D23 over the summer. Of course, that was while Bob Chapek was there. Will it be different with Bob Iger in play? Well, here's what I think. Bob Iger purchased a lot of um, stock in a metaverse-style company when he left Disney. And so I think he's kind of thinking there's something about the metaverse that needs to come. There's some some patents that allow Disney to do something that doesn't involve goggles or glasses or something around your eyes. Um, and And they have... Disney is different than everywhere else. They've got a physical setting where you could put the metaverse in, i.e. their park. So again, I could see all sorts of announcements around all of that. Now, what's interesting about that event is it's it's September, what did I say, 8th through 10th? But I don't think that's the big event for the fall of 2023. I think the big press event is going to occur either around one of two dates, October 1st, which would be the um, 41st anniversary of Epcot and the 52nd anniversary of Walt Disney World. Or it it could happen on October 16th, which is actually the day of the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. And so could there be a big event that is primarily centered around Epcot. I think so. First off, they said that there would be a replacement show for Harmonious tied to the 100th. Um, Debuting, quote, end quote, debuting later next year. I think that's going to be part of this event. I think Harmonious, I think everybody's thinking those barges are going away. And drones are coming in. I will tell you, drones are not the answer to World Showcase. Drones are something you want to look at, have everybody look at from the same angle. Because a drone can create an image that's very cool, but if you're in a different angle, you're not going to appreciate it. Doesn't mean they couldn't do some interesting thing with drones, but I don't think they can base a whole show around that. I think they spent too much money on those barges. And those LED barges, the teardrops, really do light up and share something that that fills that. Could they also do something during the day to make them look less ugly? Absolutely. That needs to happen. Um, But I think something tied to 100th is actually going to occur around um, that time. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's going to happen earlier. Could there be a replacement temporary show? Maybe. Don't know. We'll see. But there's some other things that need to happen. Um, World nature, of course, Journey of Water inspired by Moana. We're seeing all these things that show completion of this area. And yet they announced, yeah, this is going to premiere late in 2023. I was stunned by that announcement that it would be so far off when it's so 
much closer to being done. But I think, again, it speaks to the idea they're trying to tie all of this together and into one event. And so world nature needs to wait on its companion events. Now, uh, I'm sorry, world nature. I said journey of water inspired by Moana, which is a world nature attraction going to the seas and the land area, needs to be joined up with things that are somewhat adjacent to it in world celebration. The Communicore outdoor stage, the indoor event center, the plaza, the gardens, all of these things need to be added on. Dreamer's point with the Walt Disney statue, that needs to be added on. Do you remember them talking about a Figment meet and greet? Figment and all of the Imagination Pavilion is actually part of World Celebration, which makes the whole, it's not like, you know, left, center, and right of what was Future World. It's actually an upper corner on the one side for World Nature, the whole section on the other side for World Discovery, where we have Guardians and all that. But World Celebration is not only down the spine, but it captures the Imagination area. Long story short, they promised a figment meet and greet. It was the worst announcement ever made in a D23 event because everybody thought they were going to redo the attraction. And when they realized it was just a meet and greet, um, it was a mixed reception. That said and done, when you've, you know, have people lined up seven hours to do a popcorn bucket, clearly um, they're going to wrap, you know, their love around a meet and greet. But there could be, more announced for that at some point. But I do think that meet and greet is going to come as part of the world celebration. And by the way, that meet and greet, don't think it's a costume character and don't think it's necessarily the um, the um, puppet that kind of was extended as part of Dreamfinder because Dreamfinder is kind of gone. It could be something totally different, something that, again, going back to that meta aspect it could be it could be some kind of virtual experience with figment as well so we'll see what comes of that oh and by the way do you remember wondrous china that was a show that was promised to world showcase yeah i'm not i'm not expecting anything about mary poppins or the play pavilion i think the play pavilion is dead on arrival although i'll go back to an earlier suggestion that maybe an avengers campus hotel created outside and then the wonders building being detached from the park and made as part of that resort stay i could see all of that potentially happening but who who can tell where that's all going to go but i do think it's going to occur in a fall press event and i think that press event will either be centered around the first of october or the 16th of october now by the way there's some other things we should mention could there be another Disneyland event um, later on? Maybe, um, but Adventureland Treehouse at Disneyland, that's coming in later 2023. It's uh, the Villas of Disneyland Hotel, could they be coming in later 2023? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's going to be after that, but you know, could these things be put together? Out in Hong Kong, the world of Frozen is going to come in toward the end of 2023, and that's a big addition. 
um, as well as a statue of Walt and Mickey. So I do see something happening in Hong Kong that will be a central event there. Over at Disneyland, Walt Disney, uh, I'm sorry, Disneyland Paris at the Walt Disney Studios Paris, We Belong Together, a Pixar musical review is going into the Studios Theater, which if, um, if you are, if you have come out of Studio, um, Studio One is on the right side in production plaza and actually was where a National Geographic film concert thing was shown over last summer. On the other side is what um, was another theater which houses a Mickey show, a terrific show. I think it's great, the idea of having two shows, to be honest. You, you need, the more you put in Walt Disney Studios Paris, the better you are going to have moving forward. And then the Disney Village is going to start a transformation in January and keep on going. Uh, we'll see where where all of that heads. By and large, this is what is looking to happen in 2023. It's uh, the most exhaustive list I could put together, and I think you'll agree it's pretty exhaustive. But I think uh, there are a lot of cool things that are happening, and there may be things announced we haven't even begun to announce. Therefore, make sure you subscribe to Disney at Play, Disney at Work, so that you can be notified of podcasts as they come out. Make sure you check the Wayfinder Society, where you can um, see all things Disney um, and support this podcast. So check that Patreon page and and take a look at it. And uh, yeah, let's get into the new year. As we have said all year long and for many years now, as you go into this new year, make sure that you follow the compass of your heart. Have a great, happy new year. We'll see you real soon.